Black Radio with Sir Blackston. Raw Impact Radio. I am my Sir Blackston, a.k.a. Sir Blackston. But when you write it down, of course, it looks a lot like Sir Blackston. And it's been a minute and I feel like I should explain myself. By the way, we are four episodes in. They said it couldn't be done. Yet here we are. And we're just a week away from Crown Jewel. So today we're going to go down the Crown Jewel card as of Saturday, October 29th. Now we're just going down the card. We're we're not going to make our picks. No, we're not going to make our picks. This isn't a picks show. That's next week. (laughs) But the reason that I've been absent is that I have a job or I had a job. You see, Monday will be my last day at my job. Halloween of all days. I have a side hustle and my job doesn't really want me to have my side hustle. So I have to move on from my job because my side hustle is doing a lot better than my job in terms of helping my bottom line. So I've been spending a lot of this time transitioning from that into, you know, whatever this next step is. It's a rough decision. A lot of really good people that I worked with, uh, there's no ill, you know, feelings toward my old job or my soon to be old job. Um, I love, you know, I'm very grateful to the management and the CEO who I worked very closely with over the past, you know, eight, nine years. Um, But sometimes you got to go to grow. And sometimes the universe pushes you in a direction to grow outside of a place. You know, sometimes sometimes someone just kicks your door in and assaults your dog, allegedly. And I should say physically assaults your dog, allegedly. And. You know, you get into a big fight alongside your best friend and you're biting people and all of this other stuff. And before you know it, you're off to your next endeavor. That's just the way the world is. But I'm going to be back and we're going to talk about the card for Crown Jewel. Raw Impact Radio, Sir Blagston. All right, so right now the card for Crown Jewel is seven matches long. Those matches, in order of appearance, from bottom to top, on the WWE's website, the Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a last woman standing match. The undisputed WWE Tag Team Champions, the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. Braun Strowman versus Omas. Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage match. The OC versus the Judgment Day in a six man tag match. Brock Lesnar. Versus Bobby Lashley. And of course, for the undisputed WWE Universal Undivided Attention Championship, your tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, champion, versus Logan Paul, challenger. So we're just going to run through and we're just going to talk about how we feel about these matches. Starting off with Braun versus Omos. So Braun Strowman returned, I believe, last month and... He hasn't really done much since he came back. I know he had the feud with the Alpha Academy, and there were a few back-and-forth matches with him and Otis. Now, remember, when uh, when Omos first came onto the scene, they made Omos and Otis and a few other folks, I believe, I think Commander Aziz. So uh, those three, at the very least, they made those three go down and learn how to be monsters. And then uh, after that, shortly after that, um, Braun Strowman got released. So th- that's where that went. Um, and then Omos really like came into his own as he, well, not really came into his own, but really he kind of made a name for himself alongside AJ Styles. And I think still that that was probably the best that Omos has looked so far. I don't dislike his presentation now. 
I like his presentation now, actually. Um, I just, again, I don't, I don't think that every big man needs to be a monster monster. You can have big men with personalities, maybe not to the extent of what they did with Shanky, because Shanky was a lot. <laughs> that we don't need it that far. But every big man doesn't have to be a monster. You can be a big dude that nobody wants to fu- mess with, but not, you know, fit into this monster thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. Anyway, I do like the presentation of current Omos. I like having MVP with him. And Braun re-burst onto the scene. So he came back. Um, you know, folks went crazy, but he hasn't done much. He's fought, o- he's fought Otis a couple of times. And, you know, he's he's come out there. They've had him do matches with local talent, three, four local talent at a time or two, three local talent at a time. And now I guess they're going to face off just because they're big. <laughs> and, and I don't know how that I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like there should be more to a few than size of the competitors. This 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 just feels like this feels very Vincent Kennedy. Um, and I don't know. I feel like there should be something stronger to get this feud going. I guess the the way that it started is, is folks are just looking at monitors at one point. So you got Braun looking at the TV while Omos is on or Omos looking at the TV while Braun is on. And then Omos walks his way down to the ringside area. And you're like, oh, my God, that guy's huge. And But the, really, is it is it just about that? I feel like when you're a kid, you're like, man, I'm bigger than you. No, man, I'm bigger than you. And like, that's, that's kid stuff. I don't know that it works for grown ass men. And (laughs) I don't know. I feel like there should be more depth to it. Diesel and Psycho Sid, for instance. Now I'm willing to acknowledge that I'm old as fuck. And like, there are a lot of things that I might mention that not everybody understands. So when I say Diesel versus Psycho Sid, so here's the story. All right. Around the time of Survivor Series 1994. Now Diesel and Shawn Michaels have been running together for like the past two years basically. And they, they started to tease a, a, a split between the two of them, as the WWE tends to do. And then in Survivor Series 94, the WWE Tag Team Champions, WWF Tag Team Champions, Shawn Michaels and Diesel, they split up because Shawn Michaels inadvertently super kicked him while he was holding, I believe, Razor Ramon uh, at the, at the you know, as, as the last person who had survived in the Survivor Series. And Diesel had had enough. He was fed up. So he went after Shawn and he never actually caught up with them. They vacated the titles. And then the next day, Diesel won the WWE WWF championship. And then Shawn Michaels won the 95 Royal Rumble. So the stage was set for Diesel versus Shawn. Now, in the weeks leading up to Diesel versus Shawn, Shawn said, you know, hey, I need a new bodyguard. So he brought out Psycho Sid. I have talked about it for weeks. And tonight, folks, is the night. Ladies and gentlemen, the new bodyguard of the heartbreak kid, the big, the bad, the vicious Sid. So he brings him out. And, you know, Sid obviously is, you know, he's doing a great job of being unhinged. And then they go ahead and have the match at WrestleMania. Psycho Sid causes the referee to twist his ankle when he jumps out of the ring. And then, you know, Shawn Michaels hits the super kick on Diesel, but there's no referee because ref is out. So Sid, you know, he looks over for a second. He picks the ref up and he pushes him into the ring. And then the ref counts to two and Shawn Michaels doesn't win. Diesel ends up winning. Now, just to let you know, Psycho Sid, and I failed to mention this earlier. Psycho Sid is six foot nine, six foot ten. Diesel is seven foot tall. So you've got these two big guys, two huge guys. Just want to give that the context that it deserves. So the next night on Raw, Shawn Michaels says, well, you know, we can just, I'm sure we could play part of it, right? 
Here we go. As far as the rematch is concerned, Big Sid, in this rematch, I'm giving you the night off. You don't give me the night off! You don't give me nothing but respect! I'm beat up, I'm tired, I'm sore, and I don't need your crap! As far And then Sid just clocks him with the clothesline to the back. Sets him up for one powerbomb, the first one did not go well. It looks like that could have very easily like destroyed someone's someone's shoulder and or you know whole collarbone situation. But then he hits two additional power bombs. The last one probably looked the best, and that was it. That was set. That set the stage for Diesel versus Psycho Sid. It wasn't like I'm seven foot tall. Well, I'm six foot nine. Fuck that. We're gonna fight. It wasn't like that because there was storytelling around it. And I'm just saying, obviously, you can't do that exact same thing. And I feel like we went to extreme lengths to prove this point, but. You can't do the same thing with Braun and Omos, but do something. I, I I think that I would appreciate the match a lot more if we just did something. But anyway, I loved it. 95 gets a bad rap sometimes, but I didn't hate that. So I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there could have been a stronger story here, especially when you have an orator like MVP in the building. But, you know, they went the direction with I'm tall, you're tall, let's fight. Who knows? Maybe somewhere down the line there will be a deeper story. So next up is Drew McIntyre versus Karrion Cross in a steel cage. Now, Drew McIntyre's character, known criminal, all right, known criminal. He walks to the ring with an illegal weapon in Angela the Sword. That's that's an illegal weapon. Like, what are you going to do with that? What are you going to do with Angela? He likes to slam people's arms in car doors and commit vehicular assault. So this guy here, he's he's coming from a life of crime, okay? He's coming from the wrong side of the tracks to face off against Karrion Cross. Completely innocent Karrion Cross versus known criminal Drew McIntyre. And honestly, their last match was pretty good. It was a strap match. I was there for it. That was at Extreme Rules. Um, those two guys beat the shit out of each other. Let's not kid ourselves. I do want to see one of these guys go ahead and advance to face off against the tribal chief, Roman Reigns. Obviously, we've seen Drew McIntyre in that position several times over. Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. And Drew McIntyre came very close to defeating Roman Reigns. Unfortunately, he didn't get it done, and a lot of people blamed it on someone who actually didn't lay a hand on Drew. But, you know, we'll leave it there. But, carrying Cross, he brings a whole unknown, a whole wild card to it. So the whole, the gist of this one is who's going to go on to face Roman Reigns. And that may be the gist of another couple of matches too but yeah i see the winner of this match going on to face roman somewhere down the line maybe at the rumble not going to tell you who i think should win because this is not a pick show no picks please but i will say i don't know where to go with drew i feel like drew should go to raw i think that his character has been you know he first off he does it well but um i don't know i just maybe it's just me i just haven't connected with this character and we've had this discussion before no need to rehash but I mean, I get it. He comes out with the sword and, you know, Angela and all of that stuff. And he's a he's an excellent performer, an amazing promo. But I'm not I'm just not feeling him as like a threat. And I think that if he goes somewhere else, first off, we got to get one of those championships off of Roman. But if he goes somewhere else, if he goes to Raw, I feel like we can rebuild Drew. Even if he gets a repackage, I wouldn't be angry at a repackage. Um, we can rebuild Drew and Drew can be great. The OC versus the Judgment Day. The return of the OC is a big deal. Think about it. These guys over the past year or so have been in AEW, New Japan, Impact, and the WWE. Like in, in prominent roles in all four. 
AJ Styles has been feuding with Judgment Day, I feel like, since day one of Judgment Day. Since before it was Judgment Day. Back when it was just Edge, AJ Styles was feuding with Judgment Day. The Judgment Day. So I feel like this this feud just got new life with the OC coming back. Especially when you see that uh, AJ did take some time away from them where he was doing absolutely nothing. And they focused primarily on Edge and Rey Mysterio. Now, why AJ would not have teamed with Edge and Rey Mysterio, I, who knows? But I guess at the time it would have been three on two and that would have been a bad babyface ratio. Now, the Judgment Day is, I don't know where they're headed, but I know I these guys are, are really becoming one of my favorite acts on the card, um, especially, and, and he gets a lot of flack um, from people who try to compare him with his dad, but Dominic Mysterio. I don't know if you follow the TikTok. If you follow the TikTok, then you know I'm a huge Dominic Mysterio fan because I feel like there's a lot of untapped potential there. And I feel like he's really coming into his own. I feel like he's really laying the groundwork for what can be a great performer. Okay. He um he gets he gets just an unreal reaction from the crowd. Folks hate this guy's guts. Like I've I've received comments saying that, hey, you know, my parents hate him and they don't even watch wrestling, but they don't like that guy. And I'm like, that's there's something there so i feel like if they can tap into that and what i would like to see is eventually dominic mysterio overthrow finn balor as the leader of judgment day or the judgment day or go off on like a wild singles run with Rhea at his side i feel like there's a lot of directions that this could go that said I, I like the build of the Judgment Day, and I I want the Judgment Day to win. I think that Rhea Ripley, you know, barring some sort of addition to the OC side this coming Monday, I think that Rhea Ripley is going to be the difference maker in this match. So I'm going to give the—I'm not going to say who I hope, who I think will win, but it would be great if the Judgment Day did win. I don't know. We'll see. We're still going to do an entire episode around our picks for Crown Jewel. So let me not. Let me not. All right. Next up, Bobby Lashley versus Brock Lesnar. Something that was a dream match just two years ago. You know what? Just a year ago, this was a dream match because we hadn't had it yet. Now, Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar, they have locked up before. And, you know, it really came out of nowhere with day one where the two of them were involved in that five-way match. You know, Brock Lesnar won that five-way match. And then Bobby Lashley beat Brock Lesnar to become WWE champion. Unheard of. Something that just uh, at that point a month ago, we wouldn't have even thought was even a thing. It was, it was, and I believe that was a Royal Rumble too. Now there was outside interference, but this will be the first time that these two face off. I don't expect any outside interference unless we get a reformation of the Hurt Business, which we have seen Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander out there trying to break up Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I would love to see that. I don't necessarily need the interference, but I would love to see those guys reform. But Brock Lesnar is Brock Lesnar, and things happened, and he was upset with those things happening with Vincent Kennedy, and who knows what that conversation with him and Triple H went like. But I am glad to see these two lock up one-on-one, and this is a great crown jewel match. This is a perfect crown jewel match. Two big dudes... I'm not going to go through the Big E thing, but you know what I mean. Something about a local deli. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be a very exciting match, and I'm not going to tell you who I feel like should win. On to the next one. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. 
and a last woman standing match for the Raw Women's Championship. These two have gone at it countless times. I think I'm pretty sure they were in a feud before Bailey got injured and was off screen, off uh yeah, off screen for what, like a year and a half almost. Maybe even two years. And then she returned with the squad, Control Alt Delete. Now here's the deal about Control Alt Delete. Yes, they're the Raw Women's Tag Team Champions, but they don't when I see them, I don't see like like wreck like I don't see like a crew of people who are gonna wreck shit and like tear shit up every time they get to the ring. I feel like they may or may not be victorious. They may or may not be able to you know clear the ring out. They may or may not wreak havoc. You know what I mean? Like that. That's how I feel. Whereas I feel like um, whereas it should be like every time they come to the ring, there's a sense of urgency. There's a sense of, oh my God, these ladies are going to like destroy everything if we don't win, if we don't get them out of here or whatever. I just don't get that kind of threat. The only way to get that kind of threat is by dominant victories in matches like this. Now, you can't do a dominant victory in a match like this because Bianca Belair, they're building towards something. I don't know where they're going with it. I don't know where you're going with it, Paul, but you're going towards something. And because she's been so protected, um, I, f- I really feel like that ladder match at Extreme Rules, if you were going to take that championship belt off of her, that was the time to do it. Because you don't have to pin her. You don't have to pin her there. She just climb up and grab the belt, and then there's a new champion. All right, cool. And then she does her thing. Then you turn her heel. But whatever. But I don't, I don't see, well, we're not going to talk about who we see winning. Um, we're not going to see, you know, we're not going to get into all of that. But it's going to be a very interesting match. Of course, this is in Saudi Saudi Arabia, so they're going to be like they're going to have like the the jumpsuits and all of that stuff. Hopefully, they don't. Oh God, please don't do the t-shirts again. That was terrible. It'll be a great match, and we'll see who's we'll see who the better woman is. We'll see who the last woman standing will be for the undisputed, undivided championships of tag teams: the Usos versus the Brawling Brutes. Bro, bro, right now, did you see what happened with Jay last night? Did you see the the interaction between Jay and Sammy last night? No, no. Yo, the the story between the bloodline or among the bloodline rather is phenomenal. I love it. I do. um, It would have been dope to have a little bit more build of the Brutes versus the bloodline. Of course, the Brutes uh, picked up the victory this past week when they beat Sammy and Jade. I'm sorry, Sammy and Solo due to the whole lack of communication deal. But the match is going to be a banger no matter what. Um, I Yeah, it's, it's another situation where, yeah, give me more story between these two. The first real big thing that happened between the two of the teams is when the bloodline attacks Sheamus and writes him off TV. So, you know, they, they attack his arm, and now his arm is in a sling, allegedly. So there needs to be a little bit more story around it. But in the event that this story happens, man, what a great opportunity for a Survivor Series. I know you're saying, but Sir Blackston, there are two more people in the bloodline than there are in the Brawling Brutes. And you're right, but Seamus got friends. What's wrong with bringing over Drew McIntyre? What's wrong with bringing over a man who has been like packaged as creator wrestler X, Madcap Moss? You know what I mean? I don't know. I think it'll be dope, but we're not going to talk about who we think should win. We're going to do a whole show around that. I've said that several times. For the Undisputed Championship, the WWE Undisputed Universal Intercontinental uh, Undivided Unattentive 
gone for several weeks at a time, champion Roman Reigns will face off against Logan Paul. So some people, myself included, had some issues with this at the very beginning. Admittedly, I did. And it's the fact that Logan Paul is two matches deep in this whole thing. So he's got two matches under his belt. And there are folks who have way more matches and way more wins who haven't gotten opportunities yet. I'm looking at you, AJ Styles. I'm looking at you, Bobby Lashley. I'm looking at you, several other wrestlers. You know what I mean? Like there are a lot of folks that are that are way deeper into it that haven't gotten opportunities against Roman Reigns. But I get it. This is an overseas deal. A lot of these overseas pay-per-views have been set up as high production, really feel good house shows. So I don't mind this. I don't mind this for this event. I think that Logan Paul is going to do great. He's been working with Shawn Michaels, which is never a bad thing at all. It's probably one of the best things that you could do. I think it's going to be a great match. It'll be great to see the Tribal Chief. I'm hoping we get to see the entire bloodline. I'm not sure that we will, though. I don't know about... Well, Sammy won't be there um, because it's in Saudi Arabia. But, okay, so the Usos and Solo, those guys will be there. I would like to see them accompany Roman Reigns to the ring for a championship match. And I won't tell you who I think should win, and I won't tell you who I think will win. I won't tell you any of that stuff. But I will say that I'm very excited about uh, Crown Jewel. I'm hoping I can join you guys. It's actually my mother's birthday. So that's about it. I am going to be out of here. Of course, feel free to follow me on TikTok at Raw Impact Radio. and Click the link in the bio on TikTok or on Instagram, and you can take a look at the merch. And you can leave a voice message so that I can play your voice on this podcast, and it's not just me. Maybe I should give a prompt. Leave a voice message with your picks for Crown Jewel. I'm curious as to who you've got winning. So what you can do right now is in that same bio, click that exact same link, and there's a button on there that says uh, leave a message. You press that, you leave the message, there's no software installed, you don't have to phone call anything, there's nothing like that. You just click that, and you give me your picks for Crown Jewel. I want to know what you think about the Crown Jewel matches, and who you think is going to win, and all of that good stuff. So anyway, thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, I hope you favorited this, I hope that you have bookmarked it i hope that if you're a fan of the professional wrestling you have told other fans of the professional wrestling to listen to the raw impact radio podcast now on apple podcasts and spotify two places two of them and anchor now but thanks for listening i'm out peace